everybody, welcome back to the Great and Terrible AHS. We are talking about Season 2, Episode 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I am Anne Frank, mm. Part 1. Part 1. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, what's the they problem? They make a hell of a move and a hell of a decision this episode. <laughs> and um, if you thought this was going to be a spooky little girl situation where they just put I am Anne Frank in the title and then in the most ballsy move on the planet, don't actually mention Anne Frank once. Bad news. <laughs> yeah. This is what I would want they, them to do that, right? <laughs> like, yeah. The what, like, spooky little girl? I want a spooky little girl, damn it. I am Anne Frank. Okay, that can be like a simile or a metaphor, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, it isn't. Um, should we should we start discussing the episode wherein we find out, unfortunately, it isn't a simile or metaphor? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, like, to for a brief reprieve, um, we do have a... Not well. We don't have a new frame story, but we don't have to watch Adam Levine's frame story anymore. Um, that's gone. Uh, oh yeah, that never now. shows up in this episode, does it? No, no you're um, right. I forgot too. Yeah. So at least it's almost like it's totally irrelevant and didn't need to be there at all. That's so yeah. crazy. Oh, I, it'll <laughs> it'll come done. up again, I'm sure. Um, but for this for this week, we're safe. I'm using air quotes. Um, and we get a different opening sequence. Um, we're at Briarcliff. Um, and Jude is like, it's obviously like the middle of the night. Like Frank, the security guard who hates that women have to pee a lot, um, is like briefing Jude on someone who was like uh, allegedly dropped off on their front doorstep in the middle of the night, which I don't know. That that's how that works. <laughs> like a baby in a fire station, but for like a whole ass thirty year old woman. Yeah. <laughs> also, like me just driving Liz to, <laughs> to yeah. a fire station, <laughs> dropping her in a little basket. You take her. <laughs> she is really. She's a handful right now. I'm gonna need someone else to watch please her for a take, while. Please take care of my baby. Oh, like my and we're gonna medicine. <sighs> And literally, we're mm-hmm. gonna find out in like ten minutes, or probably way less than that. I think it's still, I think it's still like in the opening sequence. Um, it is in the opening sequence, and we're gonna find out in like a minute and a half that like the person who got dropped off got dropped off there because she stabbed two grown men with a broken beer bottle, and I'm like, that's really not drop someone off on the front porch activities. Um, that's like. <laughs> police station activities um either way uh Mm. frank is like hey jude this lady got dropped off um we got to deal with it we got her in a cell we're not a prison but we got her in a cell don't worry um Mm -hmm. and jude's like okay like jude's putting on her shawl that's how you can tell it's like the middle of the night she's like putting on her shawl she obviously was sleeping um Mm -hmm. and she goes there and she finds the woman in there um, and the woman's like a pretty well dressed, like obviously thirty something year old lady. Um, and she's like, "Okay, why did you get sent here? What's up with you? What's your problem?" Um, and the lady's like, "Well, uh, someone made an anti Semitic joke at the bar, so I stabbed them with a beer bottle." <laughs> and I'm like, "Good for you, Queen. Queen shit." Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. Cool move. Yeah. It seems like you should get promoted. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the 1960s when everything sucks. So, you know. Yeah. 
And then um, this is a confusing part. I don't know. I'm I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I have not mm-hmm. read the diary of Anne Frank. I wasn't required to because I was homeschooled. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if this ago. is... I don't know if this is a detail in it or something, but Jude asks the woman, who we don't know the identity of yet, um, if she lost someone in the war, and that's why she's mm-hmm. like sensitive about jokes being made about it or something. Yeah. And then um, the woman starts whistling aggressively at Jude, and I don't know if that's like a reference not, I'm supposed no. to get. Okay, no. I just no. wanted to be sure. As far as I know, there's not a part. It a lot of the di- okay. I this is feels. I, I'm not doing a joke. A lot of the Diary of Anne Frank is about hiding quietly. Yeah, so no, it is. Yeah. Like 100%. Quite factually, the opposite of boisterous, aggressive whistling. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure like if I was supposed to recognize the song she's whistling or because it doesn't even say in like the captions because the captions will frequently say like the name of the song or whatever if there's a song on the screen or um, mm-hmm. playing or whatever. Um, it just said whistling. So it didn't like say like what she but she's like doing it in a way that like it's clearly framed for like us to be like, oh, that's the thing. But I have no idea what that thing is supposed to be. If yeah, I think of any yeah, I, I don't know what it is truthfully, you know. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> it could. Yeah, God. I think it's fucking baloney. That's what I think it is. I think it's a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, uh, a whole lot. Of I, think if, I think if three educated adults watch through it and all are just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it seems to have missed its mark. I it think. might. It and might as well have been twisted nerve, frankly. You know. Like, yeah, yeah, truly. And like they treat it like it's like such a big deal that like Jude like gets like upset about it and like storms out of the room. And I'm like, okay, well that was like, is this like what she was listening to when she hit the kid with her car? Like, what is this like weird mystery song that we're supposed to know? I guess um, mm. it, it never gets brought up again. So. <laughs> Shrug. The American Horror Story fandom wiki just goes, she defiantly begins whistling a tune and refuses to identify it. So I think it's um, maybe just nothing. Um, oh. Someone so. on a blog says they think it's supposed to mean, uh, be horse vessel eyed, uh, which um, is like her suggesting she was subjected to the events of the Holocaust. But like, that seems like such a fucking leap for That's, the writers of this show who have not managed to like get things correct on very basic, easy it, to look up pieces of information. So I don't, no, if I buy that. <laughs> it's still, a, that's the thing, too, if they did. I mean, that requires some context for the viewer. You know what I mean? Nobody's, de- oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's not a well-known that's thing. That's, like, such a it's... deeply intimate knowledge of, like, the Holocaust that I don't think the average viewer, the average well-adjusted viewer uh, right. probably has that knowledge. But who's that to seems say? like something that would be concerning to recognize. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it really it messes with Jude and, and she storms out of the room. She doesn't like it. Not only that, too, but like in, and the thing that we're going to find out about this inmate is that like most concentration camp survivors have like the tattoo. You know what I mean? That they the number and it's like an infamous thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know what I mean? That's what you would do if you're like, I was I'm a survivor, you know, meaning like Holocaust yes. survivor. You, that's not um, like, hey, spoilers yeah. later in this episode. She does that. Yeah. Like, because that way, is way after. the logical thing to do is, hey, here's the thing that happened to me that's like indisputable proof. They branded me. Yeah. Here 
it is. Like it's it's. Yeah, I I tried the tune, but yeah, I mean, like you know, the whistling didn't get the point across. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) After she's exhausted, many other less like less justifiable, less believable routes of explaining who she is. Then she's like, oh, yeah, here's my tattoo with my serial number or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, you probably should I open with that. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, then after Jude leaves, it cuts to Arden somewhere, probably his office or whatever, his laboratory. Um, and he's got Shelly chained to a table. She still doesn't have her legs. Her skin is like all fucked up in kind of a indistinct way. Um, like maybe like, she's like had acid put on her or something. Starting to blister. Yeah, like yeah. starting to vaguely blister lightly. Um, yeah, and then uh, you know, Doctor Arden gets a gets a needle of something ready and gestures over to her and. She asks, like, oh, is that going to kill me? And he goes, no, it's going to keep... In fact, you may never die at all, or something along those lines. And it's just, like... I don't know why he still is, like... Arden is such a confused character, because he's, like, (laughs) such a clown and a caricature sometimes. And then they're, like... He's the worst man alive in 12 different so, ways. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're having... I hate that they're making him clown mode when later on in this episode, they, you know what? They imply some wild shit. Oh, oh slow beef. Yeah, what's up? I was going to say, and not to spoil some of, the, of that wild shit, but like, I feel like they can't decide if they want him to be like Dr. Frankenstein or Dr. Mengele, you know, in his experiments and stuff. You know what I mean? And it's like... Are you like this horif- horrific person, or are you this like mad scientist in a horror thing? You know what I mean? Like, both. what's going on? They and, want yeah, both. Also, like Frankenstein had the whole thing of like there was an understanding that it was like an attempt to mm-hmm. do something good for progress at the very oh, yeah, least. Yeah. Like there, there's some of that where this is all just like malicious. I yeah. want to taste your evil gland. Yeah, <laughs> type shit. That was yeah, and that yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then the well, opening right. sequence They want him plays. to be both at the same time and have the morality and setup of neither. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> have your cake and eat it, too. The American horror story story. Uh, nothing exciting in the opening sequence, as always. Um, one of, we skip to one of two uh, scenes where Kit and Grace will be making bread in the bakery. A lo- the, big, the bakery plot becomes like the coffee shop in Cult. It becomes a very common... <laughs> Um, um, room that everyone's in. <laughs> much like the coffee shop, the bakery is chronically empty, <laughs> except <laughs> for like the two people doing an activity. It's so weird how like if it was all in on a prison, they wouldn't just leave two people alone, yeah. unsupervised, making it's- bread. Um, but they just do. So they have a French bread making and, you know, it's like it's so and wild that this would they can't decide you would never, what this place is. Exactly. And then especially in 1964, you know, you'd never, ever, ever. Well, even now, I'm whatever. You never let like like a guy and a like a man and a woman like unsupervised in a. You know what I mean? Like just well, together. especially when you consider one of the man is accused of serial killing <laughs> multiple women, and the woman is French. It's a nightmare. <laughs> you can't let, that let him be in the kitchen with the knives and the woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's oh jeez, what a what a pair, am I right? What a- yeah. <laughs> and speaking of confusing things, um, 
Kit came in to like get a cigarette from Grace, which she like sneaks to him, which is confusing because we see many characters, both patients and staff, just straight up smoking out in the open in mm. Briarcliff. So like the it's weird that Kit and Grace specifically do this weird, like hidden cigarette thing every time they're around each other. Um because they're just like allowed to have them. I'm not sure well, why. <laughs> Yeah, that's an I mean, issue. Well, well, that's the thing, right? Because it's like, well, in prison they wouldn't be, but they're not in prison. They're in an mm-hmm. asylum, and God, you know, honestly, like I don't really know, but like I feel like back then they were pretty free around about cigarettes. So it might be just like, all right, you get your ration of like ten or whatever for the day, I guess. But like, yeah, it's, yeah but they make it like a prison thing where it's like you can't you can't let them know they have cigarettes. You know what I mean? Like even like it was so culturally acceptable that like it w- it was known that you could identify soldiers and where soldiers of certain nations had been based on what kind of cigarettes they left behind. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> this is a yeah, this is when you could smoke on planes and it was mm-hmm. like expected that you if you were like 11 on a plane they'd be like get this cigarette in your mouth, kid. Bro, I <laughs> you got to you got to smoke to keep the air clean up I, here. I smoked on <laughs> On a plane in 97 like on a flight from or 95 from a flight from germany and people loved me because i would lend them my seat to smoke in the smoking section it was i made a lot of friends on that plane but anyway you know wild I, it's, it is it was wild. it was awesome when you smoked now it's like that was weird why would they let anyone do this whatever <laughs> but like i was like we all is- collectively shook hands and were like we're all proud to be smokers yeah <laughs> just went with it no 17 year old slow beef was like this is great i love europe and then yeah now i'm like what the fuck like, that was weird yeah it, makes, it reminds me of like all my friends bemoaning when they were like banning smoking at the bars across the river of the college I was at mm-hmm. and like all, all of them just being like oh I can't believe it and now being like holy shit those places were like impossible to be at <laughs> if you were to smoke yeah. it was horrible yeah. in there holy shit <laughs> yep. yeah but that's the caveat for why Kit is in the bakery um, and she's like did, you're all like fucked up did Arden beat the shit out of you and he's like yeah and he has some flashbacks of Arden beating the shit out of him trying to find the microchip spider thing that came out of his neck and I guess Arden's convinced it crawled up his butthole or something because he's like what orifice did it go back into um, not an unfair like, question that, yeah really, you, know you know what know, that's right? fine like- for some reason neither these characters nor any other character for the remainder of the episode bring up the weird fish monster man that attacked them in the previous episode um, that <laughs> yeah. ate the other character that they identified by her corpse um Nobody will mention that. In case you're curious, if we just forget to bring it up, no, they just no. don't mention it. Uh, me yeah, personally, there is a single mention in passing, like the tiniest mention and it's, possible. It's and not that even a direct it. mention. It's a very, very vague mention. <laughs> like, it's just truly like, okay, if you want to read it that way, <laughs> that's maybe... <laughs> That's maybe what they were talking about. Um, but me, if I saw a weird zombie fish man, multiples of them, actually, um, I, I would you, never shut the fuck up about yeah, it. Yeah, I was never, about to say, I would never <laughs> stop talking about that. You would get no, bored I of think me. If I, was trying to, I think if I was trying to prove that the supernatural is or, or something from another universe is the reason that my wife is dead and I'm being accused of murder and I found literal, actual, physical monsters that were killing and murdering people in the same way that my wife was found killed... No, I think I would just let it slide. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just wouldn't I just, mention it to I anybody. Just it, I just let it be, you know, even though it's like the thing that would uh, perhaps prove my innocence and get me the fuck out of here. And also, you know, people could stop calling me crazy and I yeah. wouldn't be in my literal hell. No, I'm just going <sighs> to 
It's fine. There's fish monsters. Whatever. Who yeah. cares? And like, I assume that like if if there, I I don't think there probably are. But if there's like a American Horror Story Devil's Advocate listening to this podcast, just like no, seething or whatever. Oh, they, they definitely exist. exist. I yeah. just don't know if they're listening to this podcast. But if they fair. are for some reason, and you're seething, like, oh well, obviously they wouldn't bring it up because then they would get in trouble because that would reveal that they tried to escape. Well, the last time they tried to escape, they just got their ass beat. Like literally, like they got spanked. That's not that bad in like retrospect compared to some of the other punishments. um, Especially if you've been able to passively pick up on the fact that like Jude and Dr. Arden are clearly like having this thing, which the characters do seem to have some inkling of. Like, yeah, yeah, there's just also, you know, maybe telling Jude, hey, there's literal demons outside uh, would get her into action (laughs) because like, yeah, she's very religious. Yeah. But no, um. They just, they don't bring up the, like, the most important, what I would consider to be the most important part of their escapade outside in the storm. Um, They just don't mention it at all. Um, And uh, we get, unfortunately for all of us, Grace's backstory, finally. I don't even Hmm. remember what leads up to this, and honestly, I don't care, because it's bad. (laughs) Right, well... It starts out, right, where it's like, hey, you know what my backstory is? Okay, I'll tell you. Listen, uh, you know, I had a, a family, you know, a mom a step and a stepfather, and an axe-wielding maniac came in and killed him. And then my stepsister thought I did it. Here I am. The end. Question it's mark? even worse than that. She's like, my sister framed me for it because my my stepsister and her lover, who was the axe man, uh-huh. uh, wanted the farm to themselves? Question mark? Like that's that that's not no nobody <laughs> would believe that. Like also, she pulls off the weakest locker juke in history. Any killer would see through this instantly. Oh, yeah. Just uh, runs down the stairs maybe two feet and then loudly hops into a locker after closing the door. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, no no game plan. Also, if her stepsister was the one framing her, they would immediately like know who she was and why would the axe man then proceed to let her live? Right. <laughs> you know? Like, in for a penny, in for a pound. Like, Oh, sorry, babe. I already killed your mom and dad. Now I got to kill your sister, too, I guess. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. It seems like at that point you're like, ah, we crossed that bridge. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the story that Grace gives Kit. Um, I say that because we'll find out that that may not be entirely true at the end. Um, because- Which makes sense because it's a ridiculous <laughs> yeah. story. Right. Yeah. Um, and so if. OK, we'll get we'll get to that. Now, I'll, I'll go over why the actual story irritates me. But. Anyway, uh, Axeman loves her sister, whatever. Um, and then she does this like weird little speech of like, she's, by the way, in case she wasn't bad enough, Grace is also literally a horse girl. Um, and Wait, she's what? like, my horses, <laughs> I miss oh, yeah, my horses. Okay. I miss riding them. It yeah. made me feel like I could horse fly. Horse girl as in my first three girlfriends in high school. Yeah. Yeah. The internet ruined me because I was like, horse. Wait, what does this mean exactly? And <laughs> no, then like, oh, yeah, no, right, yeah, not yeah. the sexy yeah, way, slow yeah. beef. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, she's like, I like riding my horses. And Kit's like, you'll ride your horses again. I'm like, fuck, I hate these two. I, Kit's fine, but Grace, Grace is like, I can fix him. Parentheses, make him worse all the time. Um, but now we're gonna jump into another very confusing character dynamic, which is um, yeah. Doctor Dredson and Lana, <laughs> um, who are, mm. by the way, both 
sane adults, because remember, Lana's in there um, because she likes women, um, mm -hmm. not because she has any kind of mental illness. Uh, and Threadson's a doctor or a psychiatrist, which is a doctor or whatever. Um, yeah. Who is there to investigate uh, poor condition. Well, he's not there, but he is doing that now because he realized shit was fucked up. He would, that's mm -hmm. not why he was there. He's there for kids. Right. But. But yeah, he's in, he's investigating poor conditions, and now he's going to have a very very confusing dance of <laughs> is he actually an ally to Lana and is like totally cool with the fact because like he knows she's super gay and like will bring this up and mention it and act like he's totally cool with it and down with it. But um, holy so, shit! Okay, yeah, let's let's just you know what? Yeah. Let's talk about it. We'll hit the scene that um, you don't you shouldn't drug up someone because they're a lesbian. <laughs> Oh yeah, my no, fucking god! Yeah. No. So prior to that, before we get to that, um, he like tries to strike up a deal with Lana. He's like, "I noticed you were missing." He was the apparently the only human being who noticed that Kit, Grace, and Lana went missing during. <laughs> Wait a um, minute here. The yeah, movie I night, <laughs> um, because apparently they have, they have decided that Shelley, the Mexican, and um, Pepper. Pepper were the three mm -hmm. that escaped, which, granted, Pepper is missing, which is concerning. Um, and then this is where we get the throwaway scene of a flashback of the three wet people, uh, Kit, Grace, and Lana, being like, oh, Shelly, Shelly must have gotten out. I'm like, what? why would you even yeah, think that? She's gotten out, and, gotten out and passed them. Like, yeah. where you would have passed her. She... Not what? even, not even <laughs> that. But like the last you saw of Shelly, she was given a beach as a distraction. Like, why do you think she got out of the asylum? Like, period. L yeah. More, I think much less past the creatures. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's like they. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I guess, a fair point. I think maybe they're hopeful on that. I don't know. You know, but like, like they say yeah. it with like with conviction. They're like, oh, Shelly got out. I'm like, I would never. That would never be my first like assumption yeah. is that she got out okay <laughs> not even sure? a little bit like, of, of uh, here yeah right like so so lana and threadson are talking and threadson basically drops that like hey i want to get you out of here and i'm pretty sure we can do it i just need to you know say that i gave you treatment and that you're cured of being lesbian and she kind of is like awkward and confused about it like he's literally like all you have to do wink is say that wink you're not gay anymore wink and i'll get you out of here okay wink and like she's just like but i'm gay and he's like yeah. no 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 <laughs> you're not no 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 so you just need to say you're not for a second and we'll get you out of hell that's all you have to do and she Everyone, goes yeah doctor but i'm gay <laughs> it's like <laughs> the it's it's like fucking Homer Simpson getting an alternate identity and like oh my multiple God. hours deep. They're like Mr. Uh, Mr. Thompson. Mr. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Thompson. Mr. Thompson. Oh, sorry. I'm Homer. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think he's talking to you. Like, yeah, it is absolutely <laughs> that. That tapping the foot thing. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. I guess That's to be. That's Good. the establishment of, like, these two's relationship moving forward. Like, we already knew they kind of were going to, like, work together because he, mm -hmm. like, went and tried to sneak the note out or whatever. Right. And he gets that, like, she's a journalist and she was here for, like, an investigation as well and probably is being kept here. Like, it's very clear she's being kept here for 
you know, false pretenses Shitty. to like yeah, yeah. keep that from getting out, like that kind of thing. So yeah, of course this government official would have a vested interest in getting her out. A hundred percent, especially an investigator who maybe would love to have somebody who has long-term credibility in news media and reporting to mm-hmm. claim things. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Like, what an asset, right? Um, Lana's very dumb. and god forbid she sees a titty god forbid she sees a titty but hey don't worry fredson's gonna like change that and decide he actually wants to do the therapy later so fuck if i know i guess (laughs) well (sighs) don't worry we're not there yet it will be very funny not the conversion therapy but what happens will be very funny when we get there and unfortunately we have to get into the reason why this episode is titled <laughs> what it is. Um, Sorry, everybody. I delayed as long as I could, but it's time for us to meet Anne Frank. <laughs> yeah. Um, not yet, though. Uh, right now, she's the mystery woman who we don't know is Anne Frank, though it is very clear they are telegraphing that it will be Anne Frank. Um, in the common room, the woman who may or may not be Anne Frank is writing a letter to an unknown person named Kitty, about how much she hates the song playing in the common room, which fair enough. Um, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, and then Lana comes up and is like, give me your pen. If they see you with it, you're going to get sent to solitary. And I'm like, that's not true. Um, that's never happened. Uh, didn't happen to you. You got caught with a pen. You didn't get sent to solitary. Um, she took your notes from you, and she took your notes from you. Yeah. That was it. That was the yeah. end of the punishment. Yeah. 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 Um, they did give you shock therapy but that's because you talked shit about being able to remember everything afterwards like that was not related to the writing the notes down my um, brain is unshockable you'll never yeah. shock this brain and then, <laughs> oh if i think so huh yeah <laughs> uh, and then arden comes in which arden comes in we've never really seen him go in the common room it's not clear why he's in there right now um but he comes in and then the woman who's definitely not Anne frank um like has a flashback when she sees him um, and then is like, that dude's a Nazi. I'm Anne Frank, and I'm not doing a bit. That's pretty much yeah. exactly how the interaction goes. <laughs> um, just kind of to everyone at large in the common room, announces this information. Uh, so Jude's like, okay, I got to talk to this woman. So Jude yeah. brings um, Anne Frank into her office. Um <laughs> And Jude says, oh, thank God you survived. All the kids who read about you will be thrilled as like a, I guess, a a jab at Anne Frank. Um, And then this is where we kind of discussed this like before the podcast of they do Mm. a weird job of like in this bit they explain like because I'm sure everyone at that point is like exactly what Jude is thinking, which is, well, there, now that opens so many questions. If you're Anne Frank, you, so you didn't die, so you're like your book doesn't mean anything, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they actually take some time to flesh out a kind of like realistic story of like in a fictional world where Anne Frank had survived, like why she might remain in like anonymity. And, and like not keep tell her father who thought she died that she died, which is brought yeah. up by the show. Yeah, like yeah. they address this is very unlike American Horror Story to address Ooh. all of these like plot holes and like things that people would bring up. Um, she addresses all of them, and they all have actual kind of thoughtful like so, mm. backstory ish things but, explanations. Yeah. Um, yeah. it doesn't matter. Of course, um, but they do kind of weirdly treat so, Anne Frank as like a, a real fleshed out, like fictionalized version of a historical figure. 
my my only issue though is this, like this isn't like Virginia Woolf or like some kind of like mythos thing. Like this is like a fifteen year old girl who died in a fucking like death camp. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so like what the fuck? Like why are we like making Anne Frank fan maybe fiction? not the pool. Yeah, yeah just... maybe not the well to draw from. Yeah. You know, maybe not maybe not the well to pull from the the uh, Holocaust well. Maybe right. not the one to go to. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just like it's wild. <laughs> I know, right? That's like what it, it's just like because that's the whole thing cuz it's like all right. Um, you know, I didn't want to tell my father cuz my book would all this stuff like that's fine for like a fictional person, but like, are you really like? It's just it feels gross to me that they're doing <laughs> so, like a real person who died. So the part, yeah. the part that killed me about this, and I had, I had mentioned it in the, in the chat a little bit, but when she like pointed at Doctor Arden and was like, "He's a Nazi doctor," I literally sighed and said, "I've had enough of this dude. <laughs> I don't care. I get it. He's a bad guy. He sexually assaulted a lady and then cut her legs off. Like I." Get it. <laughs> he doesn't need to also be a not like he's done enough my brother he's done enough i get it so it's like these extra layers on top of it that it just like it feels stupid and cartoonish at this point and if if we accept that arden being a nazi isn't mandatory at all for the story and like adds literally nothing to it other than like makes the bad guy an even worse guy which they've already done like six times we could just cut out the inclusion of Anne Frank entirely huh yeah <laughs> like, you, could, you could just you could just not have that and that's the, and I mentioned this too in like in our discord like it it's like this weirdo Chekhov's gun they've done because you can't unring the bell right it makes no sense to walk back Arden being a Nazi at this point <laughs> But, like, they certainly can't have Anne Frank be, like, someone in trouble at Briarcliff. I mean, they can't keep, they can't keep getting away with this, you know? Right? Like, (laughs) that can't. Right? 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 This does facilitate, like, Anne giving her um, version of how she knows Arden. And she, like, gives, like, a flashback to um, when she first met him where he was an SS soldier um, named Grouper. Uh, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. One letter off from the diamond, really. Hans Gruber. Yeah. Hans Gruber. It's a Nazi. Did they? Um. Do you think they just like had watched Die Hard recently? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I fucking hate that guy. Someone had to have watched Die Hard recently. Someone on the show had to have been like, like the Die Hard guy, and they're like, What do you mean, Hans Gruber? Oh, we should change that. You know, but they don't. No, no, that's his name. We could only come up with one one first name, and it's Hans. And um, Grouper sounds fine. Um, <laughs> and like they, she explains that like when he was like a soldier there, like he was like weirdly kind and would like flip a coin and give ladies chocolates depending on the coin flip, and then he would like okay. take them off to do experiments so, or some shit. Yeah, like this doesn't really make any sense to be clear like less than all the other things that don't make sense here um it's like he's very kind to them and by that i mean he just like doesn't actively yell at and hit people for no discernible reason apparently Mm -hmm. um and he flips a coin and then yeah if if it hits heads he gives you a box of chocolate and then takes you away 
And then the immediate next thing she says is, but whenever they came back from that, they were like clearly sick and fucked up and wounded and had been tortured and experimented on, which like, I feel like that means the, he was always kind is a roughly (laughs) 20 minute window before you're like, oh, he's verifiably not kind. So (laughs) he actually did horrible experiments on this lady. He, um, yeah. And he's modeled. So that's the other thing too, because he's modeled after a real Nazi, Dr. Joseph Mengele, right? Mm-hmm. Who actually did do like these terrible experiments on like Holocaust survivors that had no, by the way, like medical anything. Like you might have heard about Unit 626 or like Nazi rocket science shit, but apparently like Mengele stuff was like, there is no use for this. This got this was just a sick fucking guy, you know, who was a doctor and stuff. And this is supposed to be Arden, right? But and it's like, why are we doing all these historical things with the Nazis with the Han Frank and him? God damn it, America. I guess I don't know. Do you think yeah. that they thought that I don't know. I was just gonna say, do you think they thought they thought that was like a line they couldn't cross? I mean, I was gonna say that, but then they brought Charles Manson on as a character. That's fair. Well, yeah. he was alive. So I was gonna say, is, do you think maybe they didn't want to bring that guy well, in as a character because that was a line they didn't want to cross? But <laughs> yeah, no, no, they that's... brought they brought Charles Manson on while he was still alive. So um that's brought, I don't think yeah. a line that they're not willing to cross. Um <laughs> I feel that- like if, yeah, I even feel like if just bringing in Mengele or whatever, or like having this like analog with Arden is, that's not even so bad. It's just Anne Frank. It's just like, all right, come on. What are we doing here? You know, but yeah. Yeah, no, like if they were just modeling a character after that kind of nightmarish human being, like, yeah. okay, understandable. You could make a monster that way. A hundred percent. Having him be an actual Nazi. It's just like, it's yeah. really hokey. Right. It's really hokey. It's really cliche. It feels cheap. It feels like you're trying to like gather gravitas from a much bigger situation and, you know, apply it to your pathetic little play. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not to be rude, but you should not use the Holocaust to try and generate uh, gravitas for your pathetic little play. American Horror Story. It's too much. All, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um. Regrettably, I complained about this in the last episode, and they're doing it again in this episode, Um. where they have three simultaneous plot lines going, and they will hop back and forth betwixt them, um, interrupting each one each time in a very jarring manner so that you have no idea what's going on at any time. And that's what happens here. In the middle of Anne being interviewed by Jude, we cut to Threadson and Kit, um like talking about more of the bloody face murders, like going into detail about them. And he's like, why did you take their skin and head? And Kit's like, ah, I didn't. Um, and then hmm. Threadson's like, mm, I think those three guys who showed up to be weirdly racist to you and eat chocolate actually did get to your house. And I think that when they got to your house, that made you so mad that you killed your wife? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. It, it was that like, he was holding her back because she wanted to say something. And he was like, no, we can't. We can't do anything. And then he got into a domestic argument and killed her because of that. Yeah, it, like, doesn't work. Right. Again, because, Not like, for a serial killer who's skinning and beheading people. Yeah. Correct. Um, like, that would be a momentary lapse of judgment thing that, like, could one of those such instances occur? Yes. Pinning a serial killing on that. <laughs> weird (laughs) doesn't add up yeah yeah um and then we're gonna immediately jump into our third simultaneous storyline which is or actually no never mind we're gonna go back to the jude and uh the jude and Anne one again um Anne continues her explanation of like how she knows arden and for some reason jude like 
tries to defend Arden, which you'd think that, like, Jude, who will be hype as hell later in this episode to find out Arden's in trouble about something, you think she'd be, like, psyched to be like, yo, you know Arden and he used to do fucked up stuff? That's exactly the kind of information I'm looking for. Wow, that's so cool. Um, but she Let's doesn't. work together <laughs> to establish some kind of proof that yeah. this was the case so that I can get him put in jail or something. Because, like, hey, um... Do you know why they're called war crimes? Yeah. Because yeah. they're crimes. <laughs> they're very punishable. Yeah. Like, if you prove somebody did them and partook in them, you can, they can go to jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. And not like your funny pretend jail, like a real one. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, Jude, like, kind of goes to bat for Arden and she's like, Lamau, you're not Anne Frank. And so Anne Frank's like, ugh, and shows her her arm with the tattoo. And I'm like, yeah, we probably should have started here, honestly. Um, that probably should have been step one. Um, yeah. <laughs> if we're being I'll honest. Give, I'll give Jude a little like credit here, too, because it, it, it also, it, it is a bridge far for her. It's a bridge far for us, right? Like, watching the show, yeah. it's like, Arden's also a Nazi. So for her, it's like, all right, I don't like the guy, but come on. This, like, inmate is telling me he's, like, a Nazi war criminal. That's, come on, you know? Like, yeah. you, like, I think in her mind, too, even the Monsignor wouldn't sign off on that until, of course, yeah, now it's like, wait, oh, she actually is a Holocaust survivor. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. there's kind of like, aside <laughs> from her seeing the tattoo, there's not really any, like, point A to point B of Jude being, like, you're not Anne Frank, too. Oh, yeah, you're Anne Frank. Um, except for seeing the tattoo. So that's really all she needed to do from the start, evidently. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I don't think Jude. I mean, I don't know. For I mean, I, the way I'm taking this is I don't think Jude buys into that she's Anne Frank. I think she does is like, well, she is a hundred percent. But like, so she does believe her about Arden, or you know, but uh, eventually, not right now, but you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we now we go to the <laughs> the alternate, uh, which is now we're in the common room, and Lana's in line to get like her meds in like the line of people getting their meds. Um, and she starts to have a maladaptive daydream of herself winning like a Nobel Peace Prize or something, something or or mm-hmm. whatever. Is it like a Pulitzer if you're a good journalist? Pul- I don't know. Pulitzer, yeah. Pul- yeah, um, Pulitzer. yeah. And she's like giving her ex- in this maladaptive daydream. She's like giving her acceptance speech, and she starts like listing people who she met in the facility. Um, mm-hmm. And she mentions um, somebody who finally checks a box that we've not checked for two episodes, and I was worried it was going to be three. And that is mm-hmm. someone beating their meat, cranking their hog, honking like- their pud. <laughs> This yeah. is like truly just terrible masturbation again too. Like it, This is a different guy. This isn't even the guy we saw yeah. last time. This is Rudy. Rudy Rudy's the chronic masturbator. Guy. Um he's a chronic masturbator. And by that they mean he likes punching himself in the balls a lot, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Cause like there's there's not like it's too much force too in the wrong place like it's just the it's truly the worst yeah, yeah too that- fast like if you're a chronic masturbator you gotta have some pace man it's a marathon <laughs> it's not it's not a sprint you know like, like you're gonna get caught. rudy's gonna rudy's gonna crack in like 20 minutes there's no way that, that season seven clown would be rolling in his grave i don't know how that works but whatever you know like they the, the elasticity of his dick must be like n- insanely bad it, it's like he's like pulling and unpulling one of those sticky hand toys that you can like stretch and stick to the ceiling like there's no tension there whatsoever he's just wailing on it, one of those toys it, like legitimately like all it needs is like a sound effect of someone just like punching me just like <laughs> 
like it would be so funny if it cut if it like hard cut to that oh my god i would have died <laughs> and like in her like fake acceptance speech she's like yeah rudy didn't get better in fact he started beating his meat more when he was in the asylum goodbye um so kind of a stray l for rudy um he just also a um, very strange acceptance speech i feel like i would leave the jacking off out of my pulitzer right, speech yeah. i'd be like we can have that information in the documentary but i'm gonna like not mention the guy who jacked off so hard he bruised his pelvis <laughs> like <laughs> like didn't even mention the more interesting people like i don't know kit bloody face the guy who like did murders or whatever allegedly the kind old man who played chess yeah. and then fucking vanished <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's we're just gonna mention the guy we've just met who only beats off a lot anyway she like goes into Threadson's office and barges in after witnessing her daydream um good thing he wasn't busy because she just immediately gets in there and is like i'd like to talk about our secret plan um <laughs> and now now we're back to them Kit and Grace making more fucking bread again in the kitchen. Um, uh, they're the only two who are allowed in the kitchen, evidently. Um, mm. And Kit is beating the shit out of some dough. This is the second character we have seen just wailing on some bread dough. Um, he's going to town on it. And Grace is like, I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. The next two minutes of dialogue between Grace and Kit, not only is it almost impossible to understand what they're saying, they're also just like saying nothing. They're just saying word salad at each other for like mm-hmm. two minutes um, and Al- nothing is established. Also, I, haven't, I haven't mentioned it yet either, but this episode's audio balancing is the worst I've seen so far in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of times they have dialogue that is legitimately like negative 20 negative 24 decibels and then they have a scream or a door slam that hits about negative two negative three so often which is like the (laughs) difference between people having a casual conversation and a police siren going off next to your head (laughs) just to be clear on like how big of a range that is and they don't have the defense of like oh it's a theatrical release and i want to you know use that sound system and i don't want to compromise for the home release or whatever stupid shit they say like this is not that this was only on tv only ever meant for tv (laughs) like it's just fucking awful audio design like i legitimately had to like turn my computer up like just a huge amount to get some of this dialogue because it is so inaudible it's there's a scene rough. later where the characters are like back to back talking to each other through a wall and it's literally like they're talking like this occasionally and it's, it's a nightmare <laughs> like it's yeah. a nightmare yeah um and when i say they're saying words salad at each other i mean like they're essentially saying like did you do you think you did the crime well i don't know do you think you did your crime no i don't think you did your crime i think i did my crime uh well if you think you did your crime i think that means you didn't do your crime like they're just saying like shit like that back to each other back and forth and then out of nowhere kid fucking choke slams grace um i wish that would have been the end of grace but it's not she's like "Mm, yes harder daddy uh if you are a murderer that's fine um (laughs) because it's grace um, and then they start making out and having sex on the counter and they have sex for precisely three seconds. Uh, one pump Willie does it again. Yeah. Kit, Kit, Kit don't just pump gas fast. <laughs> he pumps all sorts of things quick. Like he is in there and then it is done. And like, you'd think that that would be working to their advantage. Cause you know, you're fucking in a kitchen of an asylum. Someone could walk in at any time. Wasn't enough. 
three seconds was still too long. They still get caught. Um, and I mean to completion. Like, they're done having sex in three seconds. Um, and it's not like it's like a scene after, where we see a lot of jump cuts. No, it's the whole scene. Um, <laughs> after glow has happened, yeah, we're yeah, we're in it's, it. It's yeah. over. We're in. We're pillow talk already. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was three <laughs> seconds. Bread talk. Um, and the bread delivery guy comes in and is like, "Oh, oh, sorry." Look, almost getting almost getting murdered by some fishmen is like just unbelievable foreplay for both of them. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, the bread they just they can't help but get a little hot and bothered. When they're I mean, who dough, doesn't? You know? <laughs> who doesn't get like a little bit turned on when they're throwing, slinging some dough What's around? What's sexier than a bakery? Am I right? <laughs> God, you are gonna love cult so much. Um, oh no, that's a coffee shop and a, a butchery. Sorry, um, and an ice creamery <laughs> and a bakery. Uh, anyway, they get caught and they get sent to Jude's office and they're like, beat our ass or whatever. Hit us with some canes. We know that's what you do now. So just do it. And the Mary Eunice is like, I already picked a cane for you guys. And Jude's like, no, we're going to sterilize you. Um, and they're like, you can't do that. And then Frank comes in and is like, detectives are here to talk to Arden. And Jude's like, I got to go. Uh, and then Mary Eunice is like, I'm going to take you take Frank. You take Grace. I'm oh. going to take uh, I'm going to take Kit to his one, cell one legit funny line i think though too is that like um when the you think they're gonna get caned before like uh sterilization comes up mary Eunice has a cane but she says i think this one would work out sister and jude's like you know i think i see a market improvement in you lately yeah <laughs> i'm oh, yeah. like all right she that's says, a good one i don't know what she says i don't know what's gotten into you recently yeah. but it's like a market improvement which yeah, yeah extremely good line when we the audience know the thing that's gotten into her is the devil yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Yes. i don't know what you're doing mary Eunice. who um i last seen we were in i screamed at you for wearing lipstick but you're doing great now yeah. i've decided <laughs> you're yeah. doing incredible sweetheart that's pretty awesome um, which yeah. i agree she is doing incredible um and she's mm -hmm. back on her sewing chaos bullshit because as grace gets wheeled out of the room um she like pushes a file folder in front of kit and she's like mm, grace sucks actually here's her file folder she's lying to you um hee hee bye um and now we're in Arden's office <laughs> um, where two detectives, Byers and Connors, um, I don't know why both of their names are plurals. I hate that. Anyway, um, are questioning Arden and Jude barges in and like pretends like she didn't know the detectives were there, which is kind of funny. Um, and she, mm. uh, the detectives are just like, yeah, uh, no, we're investigating your boy Arden here um, because a prostitute said that he almost fucking murdered her. Uh isn't that crazy? And Jude's like, oh, no. Like, Jude is so excited. She's like, N a prostitute? He almost <laughs> murdered a prostitute? Like, she is so, hater glasses on. Woke up extra early to be a hater. She is preying on his downfall and thriving. Um, Not Dr. Arden. I mean, he did hit one once, I think, I heard yeah. about. But, you know, you tell me more. You <laughs> like, <know>. Jude is so... <laughs> So just cheesing it right now. She is so in her lane and thriving. Um, mm -hmm. And then the cops are like, oh, yeah, by the way, the prostitute mentioned like finding Nazi shit. And Jude's like, oh, Nazi yeah. shit. And Arden's like, Nazi shit. Um, <laughs> and then they both get really. And they also mention finding like snuff photography and stuff of like ladies tied up and murdered. Like 
So mm-hmm. just to be clear, that is referenced directly. So um, <laughs> there is no reason that the investigators would, for example, let Arden just walk away or not fully investigate his office, which they could easily do. Mm-hmm. Um no, Arden just leaves. He says, I don't have to deal with this and walks out. And I guess everybody just goes, damn, he doesn't have to deal with this and just moves on with their lives, yeah. which is nuts. He's like, fuck damn. this. I'm out of here. And they're like, OK, the doctor, <laughs> and, get out of jail free card. We should have thought of that first. Damn. Yeah. Like and it's it's wild. And, the, and then the Jude stays behind and the cops are like, hey. Uh, we know that like the police are the reason that Kit's in here um, because we did convict him of doing serial killings. But do you really think that Kit Walker could like skin a lady and like behead her? Does he really seem like he's that smart or strong? And Jude's like, you make a valid point. I'm like, okay whatever what yeah um, like where did huh? <laughs> all right whatever um i'm like why don't you just release him then like yeah. <laughs> what what is keeping kit here then um and they're like yeah we think arden might have something to do with it um and then back in threadson's office because we're juggling all these plates um <laughs> It's time so for the remember how Threadson, scene. like, r- yeah, you, you remember how like Threadson repeatedly implied, like, I just need to tell them that you're cured and we can get out of here. And she goes, like, I don't know if I can say that. Um, he's doing the therapy now, um, which yeah. is he has an IV of I, apomorphine. He says something apomorphine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's supposed to induce vomiting and nausea, and his plan is, so he's, like, he's into that. That is to say, like, he's, like, okay, we're really gonna, like, try to make you straight now, and, yeah, yeah, you know, and we're gonna show you pictures of, you know, uh, sexy ladies in the 60s, and um, you're, and induce vomiting to, you know, for this, like, obvious, like, this association, more or less, right? And, yeah. yeah, so we're going to show you so many black and white titties and we're also going to make you throw up so that you're mm-hmm. you'll throw up so, when you see titties. Right. So he shows her a bunch of black and white titties as she throws up and then um, does the most fucked up thing possible, yeah. which uh, is the main reason I'm like, why did you put the actual make her sick drugs in there and not just like some cold brew or something my brother yeah because he puts up a, a slide of her wife yeah. <laughs> like in, in it's just like why would you do that Which, and she starts uh, crying to immediately be, to be clear reasonably what is about to happen and what is being shown here is something that has happened in history and is a fucking mark on like humankind like conversion yeah. therapy yeah. fucking abysmal and that that little scene of him like putting her wife in there is like a little snapshot to remind us i'm not saying that american horror story did this on purpose it's for us who are not insane people um to realize like oh the thing they're talking about is insanely fucked up what they're doing Mm -hmm. is insanely fucked up they're handling it with no tact but the actual thing that they're doing a real thing and incredibly Mm -hmm. fucked up Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's like a little like a little grounding Mm. back in reality of like how fucked up what is happening to lana is Yeah. yeah um also, him putting her wife up there, just like, 
she immediately breaks down and starts crying and he's like just let me know when you're ready to move on i just thought you might want to see it which like what <laughs> yeah it's it's just he he can't decide whether he's an ally or not like again if it's one of those things of like if he was on her side why the fuck is he giving her the real nausea meds or doing what's about to happen which hey Liz, you want to talk about what's this first of all there are like a million scene. bubbles in the iv oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's like a million bubbles in the iv yeah um, they just let that rock that's fine um, yeah. that's neither here nor there <laughs> I, I want to cede the floor entirely to Liz. Please oh, this have is, fun with this next one, gamer. This, this is, is all you. This is my favorite scene because we get introduced to who is my favorite boy in this episode because I feel so wildly bad for this guy. They bring in what I assume is they I assume they scoured the asylum for the most mm-hmm. fuckable boy, like the most fuckable man in there who's like not violent, good looking, like the most sexually attractive man and it's a young guy probably in his 20s named daniel good looking guy um like wood objectively um they bring him in and he's agreed to be a part of this therapy and he's like a docile little fella like he's just kind of going along with it he's just like all right i'll get i'll get in here um Threadson has gotten him which uh, first of all extremely unethical whatever is about to happen um he's got oh yeah consent from daniel who is another patient at the asylum so presumably has some form of mental illness that has landed Uh him here um Mm. to let lana look at and eventually touch his dick um they make daniel just fully ass cheeks out disrobe right in front of her Poor, this this poor man. And she's still under the influence of the nausea drugs, yeah. to be clear. Yeah, like, so they, it doesn't they did even... this in the wrong order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's yeah. still hooked up to the IV, and then Threadson, who's like sitting on his desk right next to these two, is like, all right, because uh, she's, she's like, you're not going to make him touch me, are you? And he's like, no, 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 that would be fucked up. Um, we're going to make you touch yourself um, and then <laughs> touch him while I watch. Um. <laughs> As if that's less fucked up somehow. Um, and uh, she, he's like, you're going to start touching yourself and you're going to look at Daniel's flaccid penis and you're going to think <laughs> about his flaccid penis. And I went on a tirade in our group chat. I'm like that. Listen, that's there's a reason why people don't like dick pics. Why? Why people <laughs> who like receiving yeah. uh sexual orientation in that ballpark don't enjoy seeing the genitalia um it's not like ugly per se it just does not really get the juices flowing especially if you don't swing that way um yeah (laughs) yeah uh and and even if you're not like juiced or anything either not like not like fluffed up but just walking in like completely (laughs) unpumped like just it just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, it yeah, exactly. I cannot overstate. Like, Daniel's not like a creep who's like, ooh, a lady's going to touch my pee-pee. Like, no, like, Daniel's just a funny little guy who's like, okay, this lady needs help. Like, all right, I'll, I'll come in. You you think I'm the most fuckable person in here? Okay, I'll help. Um, He's just standing there. And then, like, she, reach, she reaches for his dick. And she starts crying, first of all, immeasurable. Like, she's, like, panic crying, which, like, this is a like fucked up a situation snake. to be yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, you're allowed to, You're allowed to cry. But then, um, <laughs> upon making contact with her finger to Daniel's penis, um, she just throws up on the spot. <laughs> which, poor Daniel. 
<laughs> justice for re- justice for Daniel. Justice for Daniel. He was just minding his business, being a patient at a fucked up asylum, and Doctor Threadson came and found him and was like, "Hey, you're fuckable. You're the most fuckable guy in here." Can, I, can this lady touch your dick? It'll help her not be sick anymore. And he's like, okay. Uh, he's like kind of gassed up a little bit. He's like excited. Yeah, he's not of excited. He's just, he's just chill. Um, yeah. And then the second. I'm here to help. The second <laughs> she touches his dick, she just like projectile vomits. My yeah. favorite part, my favorite detail is like right when she throws up. Um, threads and pops to into action but not to like help Lana like he puts the robe back on Daniel and he's like sorry champ he, he, he like he like shushes and soothes Daniel like covering him up with the robe it's so uh, funny. He's like it's not it's not your fault buddy it's not I, your fault I messed up dad messed up on this one okay it's so stupid and so funny you <laughs> oh poor Daniel, my poor sweet Daniel. boy. He he didn't deserve any of this. Anyway, the Monsignor is here, <sighs> and he's here, and he's like, "Dude, we have got to talk about some shit." And she's like, "Boy, howdy, do we? I have so much shit to snitch on Arden about." And he's like, "I don't want to hear it. Arden's my best friend, actually." Yeah. Um, and Jude's like, "Fuck, god damn it!" And she's like, "But but Anne Frank's here, and she says he's a Nazi." And he's like, "What the?" F- fuck are you talking about well the thing is it, it's really awkward because she clearly knows she shouldn't mention that it is Anne frank and instead yeah. of just deciding well, to make up a fake name or use the name that she, her paperwork had her you know admitted in or something um she's like yeah there's a lady here who knows arden used to be a nazi scientist and he's just like Oh, who? And she goes, Anne, one of the new inmates. And she goes, you know, he's like, oh, Anne who? Like, That's he wants like the bullshit. full name. And yeah. it's like such a dumb response. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't be your reaction to the information. It's just like, I need that person's full legal name. Like, what? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and then, of course, since they in some way have tortured that information out, the Monsignor goes... Oh, so you're just off your rocker then if you believe there's a lady here who's really Anne Frank or whatever. And P.S. I heard you were drinking and that's the worst sin you can do is yeah. possibly drinking. Again. And people people saw you were drunk or whatever. I can't believe you'd be drinking. And it's like, my brother, you were the one who offered her wine the last time you ate together. What the fuck are you on about? And like, yeah. And, and I don't know if it was established that she's like reco- in recovery or something like that. Because like, he's like, well, you've been drinking again which is like what you say to like someone who's like uh like like an alcoholic or something you know like yeah like absolutely yeah yeah. but like now it's like oh yeah i didn't we always knew that sister jude was doing that which if he knew she was a recovering alcoholic then perhaps he should not have been offering her alcohol (laughs) if he cared so like if he's really on her side in this then why the fuck did he be like hey you want to fall off that horse (laughs) yeah like nothing makes sense about this a fucking that's American a, horror story. Yeah. yeah, yeah Monsignor is like, you're looking for Nazis when you're drinking. Like, that's fucked up. Get out of my face. And then back in Arden's office, uh, he's doing experiments on Shelly, uh, just nondescript experiments on Shelly. Um, mm-hmm. And the Monsignor calls him and is like, hey, these people know what you're doing. You better, if you've got shit in there, you don't want people to see, you better get the fuck out of there. Um, and he's like, uh-oh, and hangs up. Stop being a Nazi. Jesus. It's just very funny, too, because they like 
they try to obfuscate it a little bit. It's like, if you have any messes, make sure you've tidied them up. And it's like, that's not like we know he's subtle. complicit yeah, exactly, writers. Right, he, yeah. He's not. Yeah, it's not like he's like you know, just in case you like uh, you know left a porno mag on the couch or something. Like it's like no, 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 no. He knows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And at this point, like it. This is a great example, a shining example of like them doing really sloppy like framework for their plot lines. Their fifty-five plot lines that are going on because at this point, it's like all right. Well, we knew that like. Obviously, the Monsignor has, like, some affiliation with Art, and that's why he's allowing him to practice there. But everything that we know about the Monsignor, because he basically said what his goal is, um, doesn't align with anything that Arden is doing. Yeah. Um, so him being, like, Team Arden doesn't really make um, any sense at this point. Uh, I'm sure they'll explain it later. But right now, us, the audience, are like, oh, like, that's not even a good twist. It's just like, uh, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, But now there's nuns in the woods, and we're introduced to a new character who, honestly, except for her weird, like, um, kind of sloughing off of uh, (laughs) blame, um, seems like she kicks ass (laughs) otherwise. Um, Her name is Claudia, and she's the mother superior. I don't know what that means, but I guess it's like being, like, the top nun, I suppose. Correct. That's exactly Um, right. It's the the nun boss. Yeah, Yeah. the nun boss. And she's walking in the woods with Jude. Um, Someone should probably warn them about the weird monsters in the woods, but don't Ah, worry. They don't come up. Yeah, Yeah, it's fine. Um, (laughs) Claudia is chill as hell. Like, Claudia kicks ass so far. Um, And Jude's like, I think Arden is a Nazi and is doing war crimes. Um, And also... Um, Also, why why is she just, like, walking in the woods? It's a very strange... Like, this is such a bizarre place for nuns to meet up. That's Mm. what I... Nuns can only interact like this in the woods. Everybody knows that. That's a known qualifiable stereotype about nuns. They can (laughs) um, only talk about Nazi war crimes if they're in the woods, question mark? Um, or maybe that's where um, Mother Superior lives. I don't know. I don't know where she lives. That's kind of what I was assuming is why is like Mother Superior um, like out in a shack in the <laughs> woods? Like why, why is she exiled? Well, either way, um, she hears about, I think Arden is killing people and maybe like turning them into, into weird monsters and also a Nazi war criminal or whatever. And um, Mother Superior goes, yeah, that's how men always be in the Catholic Church. And I'm just like... Babe, no, now's not the time. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is this is actually just a, a war criminal. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, oh, not- <laughs> brother, men, am I right? <laughs> men can't live with them, and it's like, not, no, not right now. <laughs> no, that's yeah. But like I said, like, Claudia, <laughs> wrong kind of wrong kind of compassion, sister. <laughs> Claudia seems chill as hell, other than being like, like she's got the spirit. She's just a little confused. Um, she, yeah, it just feels like she's like, oh, this lady clearly needs my empathy and support right now. And it's like, okay, but you need to listen a little closer. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and then Claudia's like, okay, well, you seem pretty upset. Uh, let's, what do we need to do about this? Like, I, I have some people I can talk to. Like, let's, let's take care of this. And then immediately Jude's like, no. I will not betray the Monsignor. I'm like, then why the fuck did you bring it up? Like, if you didn't right? want her to do something, why did you fucking contact her? Like, if she's doing the thing you uh, apparently came to have her do. Like, what are you talking about? Um, don't worry about it. Kit and Grace are getting uh, put in their cells, and we're about to get a very awful dialogue between them where they are both in a cell, back-to-back on opposite sides of the wall, Grace is still being a terrible uh, manic pick me French girl. 
Kit is like, cut that shit out. I know you killed your family. <laughs> and then she goes, my dad was sexually assaulting me and sold my horses, so I killed my entire family with an axe. Um, mm-hmm. And Kit goes... <laughs> Yeah, okay, I guess that covers that. Yeah. I'm fine with it now. Kit's like, which is that's like, better, actually. Hmm? This is a better explanation. This is fine right. now, actually. And so, I'm like... I'm like, mean, if it was just like, I killed my dad who was attacking me, like, okay, great. That makes a little more sense. And the rest of my family. Okay, hold up. We're going to need to talk about that part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah we're going to need to talk about like, you dismembering the other members of your family. <laughs> there's like a token, like, um, you, you know, my I told my stepmother and she gave me candy to whatever to... to not not report him, I guess, or whatever, you know, but like it's yeah, it's still like, wait, so you killed the family, you know, so that's yeah, exactly. And the but. fact that Kit's like, mm, this is better news, actually. I'm glad you killed your family. Like, yeah, wild. Of like, uh, yeah, even if he's like, it's just a lot to just be willing to immediately be like, yeah, okay. Like, okay, yeah, and, you're just a, yeah, you just serial killed a bunch of people. That's and, fine. I'm actually fine with that. Okay, that about- lie is more plausible. You know <laughs> yeah. what else? You know, yeah. like that part too. Like, but like <laughs> first of all, I said when we talked about the first time that she gives the bullshit story at the beginning, how much it frustrates me. Because like, at this point, like the biggest, like, trust piece like I don't know better I'm sure there's a term for it but like the thing that initially bonded Kit and Grace besides just Uh girl hot is that they were both accused of crimes that they say they were innocent of so for her to straight up lie to his face this one person that she like has a connection with and that he has a connection with straight up lie about her part in that and for him to be like, oh, no, it's fine that you lied about that, does not make any sense. Kit is the dumbest man alive. Um, like, that is that was the whole core conceit of, like, their interaction, was they were both falsely accused of what they did, and she straight up denied doing it to him twice. Straight up mm-hmm. said, I didn't do it. And then she's like, mm, I did it a little bit. Um, but I had a good reason. Uh, and he's like, yeah. oh, that's fine. That's good. I'm glad you killed your family. Um, and also, when she's talking about, like, what happened, she talks about, like, the dad, like, being awful to her or whatever. And, like, obviously that's terrible. But then they give equal gravity to him selling the horses. She's like, <laughs> when he sold my horses, that's when I killed everybody. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about like the worst iteration of a horse girl that could exist possibly um and like wait. I, yeah, yeah i know what you meant i'm sorry i've dealt with some like girl hot but having conflicted emotions of oh, oh no i think girl hot is bad person but those weren't things like serial killer <laughs> like i think that would like legitimately even if you were the most hardened girl hot man possible you still would have a moment of just like Oh fuck! Did I? Oh man! <laughs> like you know, like there's got to be a moment of reflection of like, oh boy, I might have done a bad choice this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like Kid immediately is like for no reason. Like he doesn't like justify his answer or anything. He's like, no, I'm glad you told me the truth now, is, <laughs> and then I it like is it. Legitimately, like Kung Pao enter their fist. I implore you to reconsider. Mm okay levels of like dialogue yeah. of just like hey will you please forgive me for mirror serial killing my family and he's just like yeah all right and lying to <laughs> you about the biggest reason why you're my friend in the first place yes. like yeah completely lying about like the biggest characteristics like, i have the, 
the total implication there as well, right, is that if Grace was trying to bond with him over a murder she did commit, but is covering up in a weird way, um, she also is assuming the same of Kit, right? And right? Yeah. Like, and that's yeah, right? what that means to me is it, I also think you did yours. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens. That's what it happens, which is why Grace fucking sucks so goddamn bad, is like he's already struggling, Kit is struggling with not necessarily being maliciously gaslit by people, but like oh, everybody obviously doesn't believe it was aliens. So like up until now they're all like, You're lying, you're lying. And then Threadson's like, I think you were just so traumatized that you imagined aliens yeah, and you and killed now your he's wife. Starting to, right. And so now he like he's not being intentionally gaslit, but he is starting to question himself. And was right. like, well, maybe I did do it, and I just hallucinated these aliens. Um, and because of what Grace says, and G- Grace admitting that, oh, I actually did it, but I, like, I had a good reason, that pushes Kit to be like, I really think I did mine, too. I think I did my murders, too, which is fucked up and yeah. awful. Um, but anyway, in the common room, Lana is really sad that she went through conversion therapy, which is fair. Um, mm. And she's crying. And Threadson shows up and is like, I am so sorry I did that. I feel really bad about it. I shouldn't have done it. We should have just pretended that we did it. Uh, <laughs> here's a photo of your wife. Uh, so we're stupid. just gonna Yeah, we're just going to pretend that we did the therapies. And we're going to get you out of here at the end of the week. And it's like, probably <sighs> should have started with that. <laughs> um, Which, if you take this, and I, this might be too cynical, but if you take that the beginning of this implied they weren't going to do it and they were just going to lie about it, and at the end there's an apology of, sorry, we should have just lied about it and not done it, um, the only reason in the story for it to possibly be there is because they wanted that shock value. And yeah. they wanted to have that non- like controversial thing be on, not controversial, just fucking terrible thing, be yeah. on screen, you know? Um, that's what it is, right? Like, that's that's the only reason they possibly did this, because it doesn't make sense for Threadson, it doesn't make sense for Lana, it doesn't make sense for any of the parties involved, so I, they just Daniel wanted to have the visual. Daniel catches an L for no reason because of it. Poor that's Daniel. Right. Daniel deserves <laughs> better. Real what about Daniel's penis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel was just minding his goddamn business and someone said he was, he was minding hot. his own goddamn penis yeah. and then they came in <laughs> and puked on it. Unbelievable. <laughs> poor Jeez. poor buddy. Um and so that's the the resolution of this episode for that plot line. And then Jude is um now seeing Kit in her office uh and Kit is like obviously very distraught and he's like I you, do you think God like God knows what we've done? Even if we don't remember, right? Which this raises an interesting philosophical question that American Horror Story cannot possibly handle. Um, which is, if you don't know you did a sin, is it still a sin in the eyes of God? Um, which is what Kit basically asks. Because he's like, oh, I don't remember doing those crimes. Um, but does God remember doing those crimes? And then that and, triggers Jude to think um, about the crime she did, which is killing the kid. Also, this is like a horrible philosophical take for the record, especially when we know like people have had false memories kind of like Mm -hmm. foisted upon them. Like that is a thing that has happened and it's very bad and Mm -hmm. it's fucked up. And so like maybe don't 
imply <laughs> that if somebody has that kind of memory, then it did like it. <sighs> It, yeah, it's bad. It's a bad thing to imply of like, oh, yeah, what if I what if somebody just told me I killed someone a lot? Then Should I feel bad? Like, yeah, what? no. <laughs> like, does God still hate me for doing it or whatever? Am I um, still on the hook? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, which but when I say interesting, I mean, um, it feels a little deep for them to like make this character go through or any character. It seems like they would just have him be like, no, I definitely did it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Instead yeah, of right? like this weird <laughs> ph- philosophizing about it. Um, and then Jude's like, man, thinking about that kid I hit with my car. Um, once again, we're nearing the last 30 seconds of the episode and no one has brought up the monsters in the woods. Um, then we cut to Arden, who is dragging Anne Frank into his office and like fucking up Anne <sighs> Frank. Um, and we're about to get the most wild scene in this episode, this which is a- saying a lot. Um, this sucks. He's like uh, the <laughs> final note you have is so beautiful and so concise <laughs> and such a great brief. It, like the thing is, it is such a brief, quick scene of such a hard turn that you can't really give it more than five words. So the intro is Arden has Anne Frank in the office and is screaming at her of just like, you're not really Anne Frank. You're a liar. You can't be Anne Frank. That's not possible. She's dead. You're from Scottsdale, Arizona. No, he's from, he's yeah, from, from Scottsdale. He's oh, from, from Scottsdale. Scottsdale. He's from Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Right, right. He's from Scottsdale. Okay, that actually makes more sense. I did think it was <laughs> him declaring she was from Scottsdale. <laughs> which funny. I'm like, That's very strange. Like, for a second, I was like, are you implying she's from, like, Ohio? Like, what <laughs> You're from Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> You're not Anne Frank. Anne Frank was never oh, in shit. Ohio. As, as somebody from Indiana, if you if someone called me as from Ohio, I would beat their ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then Anne Frank breaks free somehow and gets across the room. And um, <sighs> as is stated in five beautiful words of the English language, bullet point: Anne Frank has a gun <laughs> period and frank has a gun and frank has a gun american horror story asylum and frank has a gun yeah what do you say other than and frank has a gun um a lot of you are probably like how did Anne frank ha- how did she get it don't worry they give us like a two a- second shot of her like stealing it off of a cop Question the old mark? Yeah. bump, the old bump <laughs> into you. Here, oh, got your gun. Oh, that you noticing? You think like, that, like in yeah. an asylum, they would be very, very aware if someone were to steal their firearm? Bro, I think they would not. They would simply not bring a firearm into there because they would have no reason to have one. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Bro, you know who no. just stole your gun? That was Anne Frank. Holy that was shit! Anne Frank. Yeah, like, Holy oh my shit. god! Holy That's shit! Well, we gotta let her have it then. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, because apparently, because this is like multiple hours from when the investigators were here, so that means they left. To me, at least. <laughs> Yeah, like, they left and <laughs> never noticed that they were missing their gun, which, like, hey, I wasn't alive in the 60s. Maybe men were built different just dropping their guns <laughs> wherever with no sense of right or wrong. Just, like, shit, dropped another service revolver. Oh, well, hope a cool kid gets it or whatever. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Because, yeah, she just, like passes Uh-oh. by on the stairs and does like a spike spiegel like bump into her and just be like whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> just kind of pulls her, his gun out mm-hmm. uh yeah apparently just 
somehow snuck a service revolver around all day. <laughs> yeah, and shoots uh, shoots Arden in the leg, just one, and he falls over right. like, oh, Fowey, ouch, my leg. And then she hears some banging on the wall, and she's like, what the fuck is that? Give me your keys. And he's like, no. And she's like, I'm going to shoot you in the other leg. And she kicks him in the foot, and he, like, recoils in pain. Right? Like, that what the hurt. hell was that supposed to be? <laughs> I'm like, like, that didn't like, hurt you, baby. Hit him in the, but hit him in the wound. Like, she yeah. literally kicks him in the foot. He's like, Shoot oh, him God. in the other leg. Sorry, controversial take. Also, you know he's a Nazi. Shoot him in the other leg. Yeah. I, I think also, like, he, when he's trying to defend that, like, he's not that or whatever, mm-hmm. she says something along the lines of, like, there are other like you know he's just like how how do you how'd you get in here how did you find me and she's just like oh there's other people who want you dead or something along yeah. those lines yeah um but she hears banging yeah. and she gets the keys from him she doesn't shoot him in the other leg i wish she she does but she doesn't she only shoots him in one leg for whatever reason um or in his common, tiny nazi dick yes yeah uh, <laughs> this is when this is what you do is you get the keys and then you shoot him in the other leg yeah. and you say that's for dawdling yeah <laughs> then, right yeah <sighs> so then next time he fucking knows better <laughs> and then she uses the keys to open the door where the banging came from uh and it's shelly on the ground who's all fucked up and she's like please Please kill me. And then that's where the episode ends. <laughs> um, <sighs> with Anne Frank having a gun, seeing uh, Shelly be all fucked up. See, like, this, this show is ridiculous. This fucking show. You know, like, like, how do you have Anne Frank action hero? Come on. <laughs> Like, what the oh, fuck? fuck? Sorry, the way you just framed it made me think of like an <laughs> Ernest Evans game, but it's like Anne Frank. That's <gasps> oh my god, it is. <laughs> Holy shit. I am Anne Frank. It's like the Terminator, like saying who it is. This is oh, insane. God. This show is so Yeah. Bad. Um, just a wild decision. Like a lot of wild decisions, but in particular, like Anne Frank. Yeah. Anne Hero. That's only part one. Next next week is yeah. part two. Now we're yeah. I can't we're, believe it. Yeah, and, and just for clarity, in case it's hard to follow at all, this is the full episode. I am Anne Frank, part one. Uh, we will be doing I am Anne Frank, part two, which is the entire next or the you know the, the next episode. Yeah, we're not time. breaking this. This isn't this us up. doing a part one, part yeah, two. Yeah, they are. Yeah, this is the we did the entire episode. Next time we'll be moving on to yeah the part two according to them. The next episode episode. Uh, five? Yes. Well, Eight? no. Okay. Yes. Four? No. Four. 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 And that's, uh... All right. That's what we have to look forward to. Yeah. So, uh, till next time, uh, <laughs> Anne Frank has a gun. Bye!